Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the S's, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show, it all comes down to this. Five cars with a reasonable shot at winning the championship, and three cars separated by less than five points. But only one will emerge victorious. The championship battles in IMSA this year have either been really, really tight, or a blowout and a runaway. For example, in GTD, Paul Miller Racing could basically spend the Petit Le Mans weekend on a beach somewhere if they wanted to, and still have that championship locked up. Although that probably wouldn't do them much good in their Michelin Endurance Cup battle that they're in the middle of. Meanwhile, in LMP3, the number 74 Riley Motorsports entry just needs to start the race in order to lock up the championship. And even in GTD Pro, with eight expected entries, meaning that there's a maximum swing of 132 points, as long as the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus starts that race, they will be champions as well. However, it's a different story when we move to the LMP2 class. Here, we've seen some of the closest racing, not only on a race-to-race basis, but throughout the entire season. Here, the number 11 TDS Racing entry holds a 20-point lead, just 20 points, over the number 52 PR1 Matheson Motorsport, entry, and while the 04 is still technically alive, they're going to need quite a bit of help to overcome their 100-point deficit to the leaders. The real story heats up when we get to GTP, where in the first season of the new era, we've seen all four manufacturers win a race, with Meyershank Racing technically having two wins to their name, and the Porsche Penske 963 winning last round out at Indy to pick up their second win of the season. The racing has been close and at times unpredictable, but let's set the table for the season finale at Petit Le Mans. Let's face it, it can be difficult to stay on top of all the news in the world of IMSA. That's why I'm working on yet another way for you to stay in the loop. The S's is a weekly newsletter curated by me with all the IMSA stories that you need to know. Great articles that I've read from the past week, a good video that I've seen and much more, all in a quick and easy five-minute read. In addition to the news, I'll give you my thoughts on everything that we've just learned, as well as preview any upcoming races or announcements. You can subscribe to The S's by clicking the link down below, or you can head to OffInTheS's.com. As I mentioned at the top, there are three cars that are separated by less than five points in the GTD class. So let's just give you a quick reminder on what the IMSA point system looks like. For race points, the winner of the race gets 350, followed by second place getting 320 points. So a 30-point difference from first to second. Then carrying on down to fifth place, each position is separated by 20 points. So second place goes from 320 to third place is 300, to fourth place is 280, and fifth place is 260. From here, for each position that you go down the grid, it decreases by 10 points. Points are also handed out in qualifying, but they are one-tenth of the points that are handed out in the race. So for example, you might get 350 points for winning the race. If you get the pole position, then that would be one-tenth of 350, or 35 points. This decreases to 32 points for second, 30 points for third, and it just goes on. So yeah, five points virtually nothing. And in fact, we could be seeing a points leader change by the end of qualifying. 
So let's talk about the teams that are in this fight for the championship though. And we're going to start off with the fifth place team, the number seven, Porsche Penske 963. Now they've had a good season, all things considered. They picked up a dominant win at Road America and they played a huge role in helping the sister number six Porsche take their win at Long Beach. On the flip side, they've struggled with a bit of consistency. And as a result, they basically find themselves in a must-win scenario at the season finale. If they can get the pole, the race win, and none of the cars in front of them in the point standings finish on the podium, then my napkin math tells me that they would be champions. Now it's certainly possible, but they're also probably going to need some help here, in addition to of course having a very strong run, so I'm going to say they're a little bit on the outside looking in on this one. Move up a spot to fourth place in the standings where we find the number 25 BMW. It's pretty incredible. We're going to talk about the top four positions in the standings here, and they're all different manufacturers. Look, bravo IMSA on having competition as close as this. It's been an amazing season. But yes, talking about the 25 BMW, they have come on very strong since their disappointing start to the season and their very disappointing Rolex 24, where they've picked up four podiums including a win along the way. And it's likely that if it hadn't been for a rough race at Road America, they'd probably be leading the championship standings here heading into the finale. They bounced back from that rough outing though with a strong podium finish at Indy, and they find themselves 38 points off the lead. Now, they don't completely control their own destiny, but they're pretty darn close. You see, if they go out and win pole and win the race, then the only cars that could theoretically beat them are the number 31 and the 10. And even in order for that to happen, the 31 would have to finish second in both qualifying in the race, or the number 10 would have to finish second in both qualifying and the race. And I also think if the six went out and did this in qualifying in the race, there would be a tie and some crazy wild tiebreaker, but I believe the BMW would have that tiebreaker on the six. But boy, oh boy, that's just a whole rabbit hole I don't really want to go down. Look, at the end of the day, there's a ton of scenarios here for the 25, but it all boils down to this. They need to finish ahead of the 31, the 10, and the six in the race. If they can do that, they're likely going to need probably a win or a second place finish and hope that none of those three cars finish on the podium. And if that happens, you're talking to your 2023 GTP champions. Now, there's a little bit more involved in that scenario, so let's go down to some of the easier scenarios, and that's the top three. Starting with the number six, and as I mentioned earlier, they're one of just two cars that have won multiple races in GTP this year. They're five points back, and ideally, they'd like to keep the points gap in the single digits after qualifying. Assuming that they're able to do that, it's pretty simple heading into the race. Just assuming you're not in a battle for last or anything, all that you need to do is beat the 31 and the 10 on track. You do that, you're fine. Again, although it depends on what position you're running in, because we just talked about the 25. If the 25 is leading or in second place, then obviously you're not going to be okay. The number 10, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Acura, is in a similar boat. Keep the gap as close as you can in qualifying. Beat the two cars that you're competing with on race day. And if you can do that, and again, assume that the 25 doesn't go on to like win the race, 
then you're pretty much in the clear for the championship. Now, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti, they haven't won a race this season, but they have been pretty darn strong at Road Atlanta in previous years. And I think that the track is going to suit the Acura pretty well, and I fully anticipate that they are going to be pretty darn tough to beat when the green flag flies. Last, but certainly not least, we have the number 31 Action Express Racing Cadillac. They picked up a win as a result of all the chaos that happened at Sebring, and it's just been steady as she goes ever since. Now, I wouldn't really say that they've ever been particularly dominant to this point in the season, but considering some of the severe ups and downs that other teams have had, steady as she goes is definitely not the bad way to go. For them, as long as they set a time in qualifying, no matter what else happens, they're going to have at worst a 10-point deficit to the points leader. Again, this is a worst-case scenario. This would be Wayne Taylor racing getting pole and the 31 qualifying in last. It's huge because it means that they would only have to finish ahead of their two closest competitors on track. And of course, if they did that, then they would be crowned champion. Again, assuming that they're not battling further down the grid and the 25 is leading or something. Now look, there's a lot of scenarios that I just talked about, and the chances are half of them are going to be thrown out by the time the green flag drops. But there's a couple of key points here that I just want to quickly touch on. Qualifying will be critical. The points gained or lost in that session could have massive implications for how these teams approach the race. I expect qualifying to be fiercely contested, especially for those cars that are competing at the top of the standings. And this race features something that we have not seen since Sebring, and that's racing into the dark. This could play a huge role in this race, as in previous years, we have seen cars come alive when the sun goes down and completely flip a race on its head. Now in GTP, I'm gonna be rooting for the 25 to bring home the championship. I mean, what an incredible story it would be going from where they were at the Rolex to winning the 2023 championship. That would be an incredible story. But if I had to bet, I'm going to be betting on the number 31. It was a tough choice between them and the number 10 Wayne Taylor Racing Acura, because I think Road Atlanta is going to suit the Acura really well. But then there was the nighttime that crept into my head. The 31 Cadillac won Sebring heading into the darkness. The Zero One Cadillac was dominant through the night running at the Rolex. It makes me wonder if that Cadillac just works a little bit better than the other cars during the nighttime and the cooler hours. And with that, that's why I think that Cadillac is going to pull this one out. That's going to wrap this one up, though. Before you go, make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app so that you never miss an episode. You can also interact with the show on Twitter, aka X. Just look for Off in the S's. You can also check out the video version of the show on YouTube just by searching for Off in the S's. Also, a big shout out to all of the Patreon supporters. If you too want to support the show, then you can head to patreon.com slash off in the S's. Once again, though, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go off in the S's.